Are you a photographer looking to build a five or six figure business that has both time and financial freedom? Maybe you're struggling to get clients on your books that don't know what to do to bring in your next lead. Maybe you're frustrated with social media because you see it working for other photographers, but you aren't seeing any results. Maybe you're an established photographer with a solid client base, but you're looking to go next level. The truth is that taking pretty pictures just isn't enough anymore. In order to build that dream career as a photographer that you had when you first got into this industry, it's going to take a toolkit of business skills, marketing strategies, and accountability. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson, a lifestyle photographer, marketing strategist, and business coach for photographers. Welcome to the Book More Clients Photography Podcast, where I share tried and true marketing strategies, interview other photographers and experts, and pull back the curtain on what it really takes to be the go-to photographer in your specialty. My goal is to help you turn your business both profitable and purposeful. If you're ready, let's jump on into today's show. When I was first starting out in my business, I felt like I, first of all, I felt like I didn't know what in the world I was doing. There's so many things about a photography business on the business side that people don't, uh, don't openly talk about or they don't teach you. And I remember, you know, basically going through the motions, pretending like I knew what I was doing and still being confused and still not doing all the right things. And so some of the ways that I ended up learning how to run a photography business was by making a lot of mistakes. And I'm sure that uh, you're probably nodding your head and you're like, yes, I've been there and I've done that. And one of my biggest hopes is that you don't have to feel that way. You don't have to go through the motions and not know what you're doing. And I definitely would love to save you from some of the mistakes that I've made. And so today I want to dive into some of the mistakes that I made early on and some of the fears. So I knew I finally figured out what the solution was going to be, but I didn't feel confident enough to put that solution into play. And I just want to walk you through that, especially if you're sitting in this season where you know exactly what I'm talking about and you want to fix this problem. And the problem is this, how do I get clients to stop backing out of their photography session? And I have two very easy solutions for you to put into play, but I am going to tell you that even when I figured out this solution, I still did not truly believe in myself and I didn't have confidence that it was going to solve the problem. I actually thought that Instead of getting clients to show up to sessions, it was going to completely convince clients to not book me at all, okay? And so here's the deal. This has happened to me uh, twice, two times in all of the almost eight years that I have been in a photography business. Here it is. I would go through the motions, get someone on my calendar, and my calendar was a paper planner that was solely written out by me. I'd take a pen, I'd write their name down, I'd write the time down that we agreed to meet, and then I'd write how much I told them I was going to charge. Very, very funny to think about how I used to run my business compared to now. Um, I didn't really give a whole lot of, I, I wasn't giving styling advice really at the time. I would have them maybe take a picture and text it to me, and then I would basically 
tell them yes, or I would cringe and still tell them yes because I didn't have enough confidence to tell them that that outfit looked horrendous and it probably wasn't going to turn out very well. Um, so all that to say, I, I had somewhat of a client process, but not really. And then I would obviously have a, an initial conversation when they booked me. One more conversation, probably a week prior to their session when they're actually going through their closet to see what they have to wear. And then I would have one more conversation with them one to two days before their session. So then I'd come to the session. Um, and I, th- again, this has happened twice. Um, uh, I showed up a little bit early waiting for them and then session time arrives. They're still not here. Five more minutes go by. They're still not here. 10 minutes go by and now I'm like, oh my gosh, where are you guys at? And one client completely ghosted me and the other ended up basically telling me, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I forgot something came up, blah, blah, blah. So I pretty much got ghosted and stood up by two clients. And what sucked the most was that I had already arranged childcare. I drove an hour to get to the session and I was sitting there now empty handed. No one paid me a dollar. It was all on my own time. So now I wasted my time of driving. I wasted time that I could have been having with my children. And I felt like a complete idiot. And not to mention, I was very angry. I did not want to ever book this client again because they had completely ghosted me and not shown up to the session after already verbally committing that they would be there. It only took me two times and it was more so that second time where I was like, I'm, I'm so done with this. I can't go down this road. I don't ever want to be in this position again. So here's the solution. This is it. This is the only way that is going to help you get people to not back out of their photography sessions. And that is you've got to have a contract and a retainer in place. When I first heard that, I was like, okay, the contract, like I can definitely give a contract. That's easy. The retainer, uh, I don't really think anybody is going to put down a retainer before they ever meet me and actually show up for their session. Like I definitely don't think people are going to do that. People are going to think it's an inconvenience and then I'm never going to book clients again. This is literally what I thought for weeks before I convinced myself at that time that I had to do this. So The first thing that you need in your business is you need a contract. And I don't mean a contract that you go in Google search and you basically copy and paste and do the Mad Libs thing where you go take out their information and you put yours in. That's not a legal contract, okay? Because you don't know where that came from. I'm talking about make the investment and get a legal contract. Either go find um, an attorney or someone that can write you a legal contract up or go to one of the incredible online sites that you can shop from. And I'm not, I'm not going to give any names here, but we can definitely talk about this inside of the book more clients photography Facebook group. I'm happy to do that. So what I want you to know is a, you have to have a contract point blank. You must have a contract. It's got to cover your butt. It's got to basically help your clients with their expectations. You got to have a contract and here's the deal. Sometimes your clients still won't read it. They're just going to sign their name on the dotted line. But here's the deal. If something ever comes up, you can take your client and if it's an awkward situation and you can just say, hey, um, here's a copy of the contract you signed. 
If you'll read through it, you'll see my policy on that particular circumstance or that particular question that you asked me is answered inside of this contract. Or you can screenshot the portion of the contract um, that they need to be reminded about and send it their way. So it doesn't matter um, necessarily if you've got people who sometimes just sign their name to a dotted line and don't read anything. But I will say the majority of people are at least going to skim through and read the important stuff, the guidelines, uh, what's included, expectations, the refund policy, all of that. You need that in your business because otherwise you're going to find yourself in a situation one day where it's going to be their word against yours And I'm really sorry to say this, but a lot of times the people are going to be in favor of the client, not the business owner, okay? I know it's not fair, but that's just the way that it typically is going to work. The second thing that you need to do, and for some reason, this is really hard. I don't know why we make it harder than it needs to be, um, but what you need is you need a retainer in your business. So a lot of people call this a deposit. If you call it a deposit, I want you to think like back to an apartment complex, typically, or a rent house, you'll put down a deposit and they tell you that, you know, at the end of your term, at the end of your six month lease or whatever it's going to be, as long as you have, you know, done everything within the guidelines, you followed the contract, all of that, you'll get it back. In photography, It's called a retainer. This is a non-refundable amount of money that they have to put down because they're serious about booking you. They're promising they're going to follow through. And at least if they don't show up, you got paid something for your time and for your effort. Okay? So I'm not going to tell you how much you need to charge, but I am going to tell you this. If it's not enough for someone to bat an eye, it's not enough of a retainer. It's not going to hold them. This needs to be money that if somebody puts down, they're going to be really sad if they don't follow through and lose out on it. Now, there's a lot of different policies that can be brought up with a retainer. There's a lot of different ways you can go about this, but the easiest way for you to implement today to make sure that you don't have this problem in the future is to come up with a retainer price. Um, Typically, I would say anywhere from 20 to 40% of your session. Some people go all the way up to 50%. This is up to you. I'm not going to tell you what you should charge, okay? But I would 20 to 40% of the total is what your retainer should typically be, okay? And this needs to be due at booking or within 24 hours of booking their session. And this really kind of depends on your booking process. So for me, now that I'm years into my business, I have found, you know, Irisworks, which is my client booking system, and they have an automatic calendar on there where they, I can immediately toggle on when that client selects their date, they automatically have to sign my contract and pay that retainer before it's ever saved. So that's option one. Now, if that sounds really appealing to you and you're like, ooh, I need to check out this Iris Works, you can absolutely do so. And I can save you a little bit of money. If you do decide that you love it after your free trial, you can go ahead and purchase Iris Works by using my coupon code for 20% off, which is just my first name, Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E in all caps, okay? Back to the point though, you've got to charge a retainer and you need to make it very clear. And I say this over and over, it's in my contract. It's in the email that they get when they have to pay it. Um, it's in the memo of the invoice when they see it. Okay. And it 
tells them over and over and over again, this is non-refundable. This is required to save your date on my calendar and you will not get it back under any circumstances. This is just your promise and it goes toward the session total. And that's something else. Some people uh, don't have it go toward their session total and the session is completely separate. So again, there's a million ways you can go about this, but if you want to ensure that you will never be stood up at a session, which I can't say never, because I actually did have somebody put down a retainer a couple of weeks ago and then ended up just losing it and not rescheduling with me because they just didn't show up to their session. Anyway, that's a long story, a side tangent there, but a contract and a retainer will solve this problem. So that is your action step today. If you're tired of people not following through with the session, this is what I want you to do. Now, I'm gonna add one bonus tip here because I know you're thinking it. You are going to say, Brooke, but what do I do if they need to reschedule or if the weather is bad? Here is the policy that I follow. As long as it's out of our control, I allow one reschedule and they do not have to pay the retainer again, okay? So you just move the date one time. Typically that works for everybody. I've had a couple scenarios where it'll be a spring session and they just happen to be that one very unlucky client where we have to reschedule three different times. I, as a photographer, know that during the spring, the weather's very unpredictable here in Oklahoma. And so I need to make sure that I don't overbook myself to where it's gonna be unfair and somebody doesn't have an option to reschedule. So that's something that you'll have to take into consideration for where you live, your location, and your seasons. But I typically say, as long as it's not them asking to reschedule, I do honor one reschedule. So whether it's because someone got sick or it's the weather, whatever, I allow one reschedule. But typically anything above that, especially if it's their fault twice, then they have to pay another additional retainer and the session fee, okay? So I just wanted to give that bonus tip. So go do those things, that's your action step. Get a contract, a legal contract, and charge a retainer enough for you and your prices to where someone is going to miss that money if they choose not to show up. All right, you can do this. If you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm shaking in my boots. I can't do that. I don't feel confident. Just know that the confidence comes after you get a couple of those bookings that pay that retainer. I promise you, you're in good hands. You're ready for this. You're ready to do it right now. If you don't, then you're choosing to allow your people to stand you up. You're going to waste more time, more mileage, more gas, and not get paid for what you deserve. Okay. So retainer contract. Go do it, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, friend, I want to take just a minute and introduce you to the From Broke to Booked Blueprint program. This is my signature business framework that has been taught to over 100 photographers in the last two years that has completely transformed photography businesses across the globe. Yes, really, the globe. When you become a student of the Blueprint program, you are given immediate access to my framework that gives you the support and tools you need to run a profitable, purposeful, and sustainable photography business. This program covers everything from building the foundation of your business, including the legal aspects, contracts, finances, taxes, etc. We cover client experience from start to finish, 
pricing and packages, how to brand your business so you can stand out from competitors. I also teach over six unique organic marketing strategies that you can use to book more clients in your business, as well as so many other topics and bonuses. You can read up on all of the details at brookjefferson.com slash blueprint program. But my favorite part of the entire program is getting to connect with you all inside of a student-only Facebook group where we really dig deep into your individual business and watch your growth throughout the entire time. And did I mention you get all of this for lifetime access? I would love to be your biggest cheerleader in your photography business and help you hit the goals that you have set for yourself. Come join us at brookjefferson.com slash blueprint program. And as a podcast listener, don't forget that you can take $100 off the program using the code BOOKMORECLIENTS in all caps. I can't wait to see you inside.